You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is the first part of our free agency special Free agency is kicked off big. I'm a Patriots fan, as most know, so there's been a lot of signings for my home team. I'm your host, Doug Eddy. I'm here this week with Tyler Gunther. Tim uh, couldn't make it this week. He had his second vaccine, and it's not going so well. So Tim <laughs> is running a fever, feeling like he got hit by a truck. But you know what? He's vaccinated, and that's what counts. Um, so get well, Tim. I'm sure you'll be better in a day or two. Um, without fail. So, Tyler, uh, on your level of excitement, how excited were you for free agency this year? I was super pumped, but knowing that there was going to be some disappointment to go with it, so I, I was always more is. I was more prepared this year because every other year I'm sitting there I'm like, yes, this guy's going to go here for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm so pumped. And then usually it's just like, then the disappointment hits. I don't think I was as disappointed this year because I was prepared for that said disappointment. So I it's actually been good. It's been fun to watch the Patriots spend their money on you know <laughs> yeah, a couple have. players that they now is easy to see overspent for so we will get into that yeah yes we will yes we yeah we'll get into that wide receiver market that uh didn't live necessarily live up to the hype that we all thought players were going to get paid in but we'll talk about that we're going to talk about the afc east or the afc rather today um but before we jump into that we've got to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors as you know if you listen to this show every week week in and week out we've got trophy smack they are back Code DHH ring when you buy any kind of trophy, gangster grill, or belt. And you know what, Tyler? I know this particular sport is big up in your area. They've got new Aukie trophies. Yeah, they do. And honestly, they might be my favorite trophies. The mm. hockey trophies have like a hockey player. It looks like the MVP trophy for hockey, if you've seen it. It's do you know what that awesome. trophy's called? The call no, the Calder's for rookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Lady Bing is for the real gentlemanly players. Yes. Um, God, I knew all of it's these. The, I back. think it's the Con Smythe. Yes, it's the Con yeah. Smythe. Yep. No, and don't you and, know? And honestly, they're awesome. The belts are different looking than those. The belts for the football ones. They got those baseball seasons coming up. So hey, mm-hmm. go get yourself a baseball trophy. Those are sweet too. They've got a baseball mitt with the with a ball in it for their for their baseball like trophies. the Milwaukee Brewers logo. Exactly, the old which one? The which Robin Mo- Yount Paul Molitor. Dude, Bob, the uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers, Brewers logo are always nice. They're always slick. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, go out and get yourself a trophy DHH ring, like Doug said, and uh, get you that, that free sixty dollar ring. Trust me, you guys won't be disappointed. And, uh, and while you're doing that, while you're online, you're already like in the shopping mood. You're like, you know what? The stimmy hit or maybe you got your tax return money. You can also go on viridianglobal.com. Check out all of the shirts, hats, sweatshirts, and a lot of other things. There's much, much more in there. Um, they're available with all the brands that we have on the Dynasty Happy Hour. So if you're looking for a super comfortable shirt or a hat to rock the brand, uh, please go on viridianglobal.com and uh, stimulate our economy. That would be great. And yeah, would be do, very much go appreciated. Out, go out and get yourself a shirt, a hat. And you know what? When you guys are at the expo, Doug and I will sign it. <laughs> you know what? Deal. I will I will gladly sign any DHH apparel that is thrown in my face. I'll even bring my own marker because that's what the important people do. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If you are wearing any DHH gear and I see you at the expo, I'm going to probably freak out and I'm probably going to have you sign my shirt because that right. alone is awesome. And, and we'll take I, selfies and, and upload them to Twitter and it'll be a for sure. And, and honestly, if you guys were to and if you guys already have, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's jump into free agency. There's been a lot of signings. Free agency isn't even a week old, and we've got a ton of landing spots. So we are going to start in the AFC East. Now, normally I would say let's start with the Patriots, but you know what? I'm going to give respect to the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills, and we are going to start with them. So they did have a couple of fantasy impactful signings here. Not IDP. That's Matt Milano. If you're an IDP player, good to see him back in Buffalo. BC kid, love to see it. But we want to talk about a couple of position players. There was three that were really notable. Let's start at the quarterback position because I thought this player may go somewhere else for more money, but apparently not. Mitchell Trubisky signs on to back up Josh Allen, which is actually a really good scheme fit. Like if Josh Allen ever got hurt, Mitchell Trubisky can do a lot of similar things that Josh Allen can do. He agreed to a one-year deal for $2.5 million, so very reasonable for a backup quarterback. Trubisky still super young. Um, I'm going to talk about the other two tile, and then we'll just kind of go over them as a whole. Um, so the Buffalo Bills lost wide receiver John Brown in free agency, but they signed Emmanuel Sanders, who's still got a little bit left in the tank. He flashed at times for New Orleans last year, and then they went out and addressed the tight end position, which they said they were going to do quite a bit this offseason, and they signed Jacob Hollister, former Patriot and former Seattle Seahawk, to a deal, just a one-year deal. Um, so to me, I'm still in on Dawson Knox because I don't think he's much of a threat to Knox. But give me your, I mean, these aren't major, major signings. I think the Emmanuel Sanders one is probably the most fantasy relevant one. Um, and it and it maybe puts the brakes on your boy Gabriel Davis a little bit. What do you think about that? Actually, I don't have to say it's the opposite. It, it kind of makes Ooh. him more of a buy. Because Emmanuel Sanders, as we saw, I mean, he had his splash games. And I think that's what he is. He's more of a, he'll probably get six targets, if that, a game. And he'll get you four Maybe if he breaks one, he'll he'll be you know be fantasy re- relevant that week. But Gabe Davis, I think, is the other starter there. I mean, I know Cole Beasley, Diggs, and Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders also isn't the the bill of health himself. And you know what? Even if That's it correct. takes him a year or even half a year, Gabe Davis to to get that role again. That's fine. I mean, he's a, he's a fourth round pick, and if he comes into his own, that's great. And honestly, right now, you could probably get him for a fourth just because that hype is kind of off of him. So yep. I would be all in on doing that. And then, like you said, Dawson Knox, I don't think is hurt at all by Hollister. I mean, I like Hollister, but he's nothing that's going to destroy another person's value. Yeah, I think one of the things that we saw with the Bills, they they didn't make a move on a running back yet, at least, but they did do a lot of signings to shore up that offensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see if Singletary and Moss survive free agency and then potentially survive the draft. Um, I think that's one of the more interesting storylines here in the AFC East. You know, I could definitely see them adding a running back, but they weren't in on Chris Carson. You know, there are still some running backs available. There are some that got cut, which we'll talk about. Leonard Fournette. Um, yeah, but Dame, even like a Damian Williams. Yeah. Um, so there's players that are out there that I think could fit the Buffalo Bills scheme, but it's been pretty quiet. So I think you're kind of crossing your fingers if you're a Singletary or Moss owner that like you can escape free agency and then hopefully escape the draft um, and then have... You know, even if that's a split backfield, there's going to be some opportunities there. Um, So, yeah, so let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. Now, we all thought that they were going to make some big splashes, and and they did make some nice signings here um, on the offensive side of the ball. So the first one they made was running back Malcolm Brown, former Los Angeles Ram, had some definitely fantasy-relevant games this past year. I was actually actually to trade him straight up for Allen Robinson in a league that Tyler and I are in when he was a starter. So go, Malcolm Brown. Love you very much. Um, he signed a one-year deal, $1.75 million. It's fully guaranteed. Now, I think both you and I think that in the draft, they are definitely going to add a running back here in Miami. And it could be one of those, that number 18 pick, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, guys like that. Um, they did go out and sign Will Fuller, which I know is your boy. One-year deal, worth up to 10.6, uh, guaranteed, and includes another $3 million in incentives. We all know that Will Fuller's Fuller is suspended for the first game of the season as he finishes up his six-game suspension um, that rolled over from last year with the Houston Texans. Um, I'm going to be really intrigued. I think one of the storylines here, now Miami was a hot spot for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson in quite a bit of legal trouble at the moment. 
There's still rumors circulating that he's still going to get moved. If Watson doesn't come in there and they go with Tua, I like this move. I like what they're doing if they stick with Tua. But, Tyler, uh, what do you think about Will Fuller? It's only a one-year deal in Miami to pair with Parker, to pair with Preston Williams and Gasecki. That offense looks pretty good. Now, if they add a running back other than Malcolm Brown, ooh, this could be a really nice offense. Now, the question is, is what do they, what do, they do at pick three? I mean, honestly, my personal opinion, they should go with Devonta Smith because he fits perfect with these other receivers. You've got Smith, who's that technician. you got Parker, who's that big body, red zone type guy, and Will Fuller, who's a speed guy. So these three receivers mesh really well together. And that was my first thought was like, okay, they got their they got their speed guy. They got the Parker, who everybody thought could be on the move but didn't. And I just feel like that kind of molds it together. Now with them losing Isaiah Wilson, uh, I think yesterday they cut him after trading for him because I mean, yeah, he's he's a bit of a yeah, he's a head case, and hopefully he gets better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, after that they could go uh, uh, an offensive lineman. They could go a tackle and solidify yep. that line, which would be great for Tua. I mean, if you are all in on Tua and they take another tackle. Good for you because that is going to be a really good offensive line. But then they also signed people for our offensive line. So there's that. It's just a lot of the signings they made kind of make me feel they're going wide receiver running back and they're kind of just putting themselves in a good position to do so. Yeah, I agree. They also did sign Jacoby Brissett, a one-year $5 million contract with a max value of seven and a half. So that's interesting. Brissett, he's been a starter in the league before. I don't think he's a starter caliber kind of guy, but if you have him in a super flex league and say they do roll with Tua and they don't trade anybody, um, you know, Brissett, with those weapons, like God forbid anything happened to Tua, like Brissett could be fantasy relevant for you in a pinch um, as a, a bench quarterback in your super flex leagues. And oh so, yeah, yeah. I, I do like the Fuller. I like Fuller there because I do think Tua. For most people who think Tua doesn't have the arm, I think Tua does have a good arm. I think another year away from that hip injury helps mm-hmm. him. And Fuller's more. He's not just a speed guy, and I think we all know that. So I think yeah. it definitely helps. And there's a lot of incentives in this deal for Fuller to kind of rebound off of his suspension. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the the poster boy for, like, sign a one-year deal and then try to get paid in, uh, when the salary cap goes up in 2022. It was, and there was a few guys that were like that here in the offseason. So let's get to the New England Patriots. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, lots and lots of signings. They had the third most salary cap in the NFL, and uh, they weren't afraid to spend it early and often. Um, you know, the first big signing for them was re-signing Cam Newton. It's a one-year deal worth up to 13.6. Really, it's only a cap hit of like $6 million, which for a starting quarterback, if he is the starter, isn't too bad. Now, the rumblings out of New England is it's going to be Cam and a rookie. Um, there's not a lot of stuff going on with trades or anything like that, but you know what? We never expected Bill Belichick to spend this kind of money in the offseason. Um, these big contracts, especially with two tight ends that the top two tight ends in the market to both sign uh, to both sign them. So we don't know what Bill's thinking. He could surprise us. But for now, Cam Newton, I think is as a really nice QB two in your super flex leagues. You know, he was a QB one in half of his games last year. And, you know, he had COVID no off season. I think Cam, I, I don't think he's completely washed, but I think he's still fantasy relevant because of what he can do on his legs. You know, 12 touchdowns last year. Uh, I know he only had eight throwing, but Interesting to see what we do there with Cam Newton. A couple other signings, and we'll circle back and analyze them. Uh, wide receivers, they went out and signed a couple. They signed Kendrick Bourne, a three-year deal worth $22.5 million. So when I saw that money, I was like, okay. Um, but a lot of that money, the way that the Patriots set up a lot of these contracts is there's very small cap hits in the first year, and then they kind of escalate as the years go on, um, which is an interesting strategy. And I think part of it is because Robert Kraft personally – crafted the new television deal for the NFL with Roger Goodell. So I think, you know, much like Jerry Jones knowing that like, hey, the salary cap's going to go up because we're just making billions and billions of dollars a year. I think that these contracts are um, structured this way because of what we're going to see the salary cap go to next year and the year after. So they signed Kendrick Bourne from San Francisco, who's had some good fantasy weeks. You know, he's a, a great in the red zone. We haven't really seen him do much on a consistency basis. And then they went out and signed Nelson Aguilar. And this one to me was like, okay, Aguilar had a um, a rebirth really, of a yeah, year. Yeah, he had a really good year. 
Yeah, he was very good for Las Vegas. He was their best receiver last year, let's be honest. He signed a two-year contract worth $26 million. So when I saw that number, I was like, man, these other wide receivers in the market are going to get paid. His deal is an annual base salary of $11 million with $2 million in incentives. Um, the, it's, more like a, it's structured more like a one-year deal, but whatever. So then they go out at tight end. The first big positional player they signed was Jonu Smith. Now, I've been a Jonu guy for a while. I was pumped that he was coming in New England. Four years, $50 million, $31 million guaranteed. Obviously, a huge piece for this offense to go out and get Jonu Smith. I was thrilled. Then the very next day, news breaks. It's like 10 in the morning. The Patriots also signed Hunter Henry. Which everybody thought was going to happen. Everybody was like, Hunter Henry to the Pats. Book it. It's going to happen. Yeah, and, and the thing here, in the, uh, you know, listening to the radio here, was that the Pats signed Janu, and then they thought about it. Like, the, the front office thought about it, and they're like, you know what? Let's go get Hunter Henry, too. And I was like, okay, if you're not going to spend up for receivers, they got the two best tight ends on the market. Henry signs a three-year, $37.5 million deal with $25 million fully guaranteed. So now they have the, the number three and four highest-paid tight ends in the game are both Patriots. Now, I know... The lazy analysis was, oh, it's going to be Gronk and Hernandez all over again. They'll buy it. No, it's not going to be that at all. So stop. Yes, they used two tight ends once successfully. Doesn't mean, like, Hunter Henry is not Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) And Jonu Smith, athletically, is similar to Hernandez, but it's it's not even the same. Like, forget about it. Stop with that. It's I hate it. I hate it. They don't have Brady. That's a big, big reason why it won't happen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then they made a ton of signings on defense. They spent big on Matt Judon. Just a crazy offseason for the Patriots. Yeah. So, Tyler, unpack this Patriot madness and tell me what you think. Well, I mean, Bill's sad that Tom got the Super Bowl without him. So He is salty. <laughs> he is very. And that's the, my first instinct. My second one is, okay, Janu can do well in this offense. And and Cam Newton can get the tight end of the ball because it's, it's not going to be like 40, 50 yards down the field because Cam, as much as we want him to be Cam of old, he's not. I mean, he needs to kind of redesign his game a little bit. And you kind of saw that last year. And if he is a starter, but honestly, what I'm looking at it is this, these moves could be huge if they get a guy like a Mac Jones, a Trey Lance, or a guy like Justin Fields. Justin Fields, similar to Cam Newton is like Mm. the same person. So say they were to get a Justin Fields, say he does drop like a lot of people think he could, or they trade up and they have trade connections with Atlanta, Atlanta and the Patriots have had connections with, because, you know, thanks for that second round pick for Muhammad Sanu. We appreciate that still, but no, uh, that could happen. They could go to four. I mean, the the Patriots are making moves that we never have seen them do. Like, we've never seen this. So there is a smell of desperation and, and kind of like a smell of like, okay, people are kind of going against Bill and saying like, it was Brady all along. Well, you know what? Bill is a very smart, defensive-minded coach. I And me personally, does Bill get in his own way? Yes. Is he still great? Yes. And I think he's out to prove that. And honestly, I would not be shocked at any move they make in in the draft to go get a quarterback like a Trey Lance or, or somebody like that. And if that happens, because I'm down on Cam Newton, I don't think he's anything. If that happens, all these weapons get a boost. Because personally, I don't think Cam would make it through the season if they were to draft a guy like a Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if they, um, you know, they pulled him a couple times during the season last year for Jarrett Stidham when Cam was really struggling towards the end of the year. Now, Cam started off hot. He was a top five QB for the first month of the season. Thanks, Russian touchdowns. Then, oh, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we you all watch Cam Newton play and you're like, ooh. Um, so that's going to be, again, one of the more interesting things that happens here in the offseason. Uh, as a Patriots fan, it's at least going to make the games fun to watch again because last year was not great. Um, you know, they have been linked to a couple running backs as well. There was rumors of the Patriots and Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette. They may make a move at running back still. Um, James White is still available in free agency too. I know that Tampa has been talking to him. Um, but you know, so far, Sony, Michelle, Damian Harris have been surviving. I think Harris is the guy there next year, unless they bring someone in. So I like Damian Harris still, especially what they, with what they've done along the offensive line, that offensive line should be a really, really yeah. nice unit. I uh, mean, Trent, next Trent Brown going back there. 
when he played at an all pro level, like Trent Brown was, he was this an animal, physical being. He was a big dude, mm-hmm. and the Patriots unlocked him. Went to the Raiders, you know, had got some lazy. Issues. Yeah, got lazy. He's going back to Patriots. He could be a dominating man again, yeah. and he'll be their right tackle. So yes. they'll have Win on the left, Brown on the right. They re-signed David Andrews. Like that line, I know they lost Joe Tooney. Um, but they've they've got a really nice line yes. there, so I like the and run. They had game. a rookie from last year who played very well for you guys. A menu, yes. Like a, a menu, a menu. And uh, yeah. and I want to get more into detail with these guys because I know that the the people listening probably want a little more detail on Henry and Janu. I want to ask you, where would you have them ranked for? I know you do more to redraft in sure. this season for twenty twenty one. Where would you guys ha- where would you have these two tight ends in all of rankings? So you have like Kittle, you have Kelsey. Um, I would probably have both of them somewhere along the fringe of a tight end one. I just think when they bring in both these guys and they pay both of them, they're gonna they're gonna incorporate them relatively heavily. I think I actually would probably give Jonu the edge over Hunter Henry because he's more explosive. He's more of a presence in the red zone. He can also take carries out of the backfield too. So I think they're going to use Jonu in a lot of different ways. I would have Jonu right ahead of Henry, but I'd probably have them in the tight end 12, 13, 14, that fringe tight end one space because I believe in both of their talents. Now, if Cam's the quarterback, I actually think that helps Cam because he's shown that, you know, pushing the ball downfield isn't necessarily his thing. So I think that these tight ends, if Cam's the guy, he could, they could really help him um in the passing game because they're going to create monster mismatches because they're both going to be on the field at the same time all right so. and my next question i i actually like kendrick Bourne as a player i think he's very underrated yeah, i don't mind Bourne at all i he, think he's a underrated he, technician he reminds me a lot of nate burleson back in the day nate burleson never okay. got the recognition but he was always in the right spot at the right time that reminds me mm-hmm. of kendrick Bourne. I mean, he's not going to be your wide receiver two or three. He's a great four or five. And especially with getting paid like this, he's a great four or five for a fantasy team. Uh, now, Nelson Aguilar, he had a great year. Where where are you kind of slotting him for a price in Dynasty? If you wanted to go acquire Nelson Aguilar, what would you offer? If I was looking for Aguilar, I'd probably offer a late third. Okay. Early fourth, maybe. It would have to be somewhere in that ballpark. What's going to be really interesting here is that there's been rumors for the last week or so that the Patriots have fielded calls on Nikhil Harry. So that's interesting. So, And personally, I moved, feel like it would be good for both parties. Yes. I think that Harry, like, I, I, I think that Harry hasn't been given a fair shot. There's been a lot of crap that's gone down in New England, and he's just had a hard time, you know, getting traction. Um, if Harry was out of town, Aguilar's stock would go up a little bit, and I think it would actually help Harry, especially if he went to a team that has a good quarterback um, that can fit his skill set because, you know, he's not a big separator, but we've seen guys that can't separate in the league do really well. So, yeah, uh, that I would say if Harry was out of town, Aguilar would go up a little bit, but right now I'd say a late third rounder is where I have him slotted in value. Yeah, I, I mean, I would probably give a early third maybe mid third. Okay. And it's just because you see the money he got paid. And I, I personally, I do think they go for a quarterback in the draft. And if they were to do that, I think if Aguilar moves around, because what I saw from him last year is the, like a Robert Woods S type player who can be used all over the field, good route runner and makes big plays and actually was sure handed. Like that was the shock of yeah. the history. Like he, he caught a lot of balls when you saw guys like Henry Ruggs on the, on that team. And, and Brian Edwards dropping balls, and and then you saw Nelson Aguilar catching. You're sitting here wondering what year it is, or if you're in the yeah. When I was watching like red zone, I'd be like, "What got into Nelson Aguilar? He's making huge plays. Like, who is this guy?" After he and got he... insulted from that video of catching babies, <laughs> I think that's yeah. what did it. Yeah, it might have been just enough motivation. Yeah. So enough about the Patriots. Let's move on to the New York Jets. So they did have some. Some good, a lot of defensive signings here. I like what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball in free agency. Robert Salah could take big... a turd and make it great in his defense. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. So let's start with Corey Davis. He signed a three-year, $37.5 million contract. Him, Keelan Cole, one year, five and a half. I love that because Keelan Cole, like to me, has been underrated for years. I really like Keelan Cole's skill set. It's going to be interesting to see if Jamison Crowder survives in this team or if he's like a cap casualty because I could see Keelan Cole being like that slot guy for them. 
Uh, and then they signed Tyler Croft. No big deal. I don't think he's going to do anything with Chris Turnan's value, so don't worry about that. But so let's talk about Corey Davis. He's the big one here. Now, we all know the Jets are probably going to do something at quarterback. They pick number two. They're either going to take Zach Wilson or Josh Fields or something. Now, Corey Davis is going to pair with Denzel Mims. It was a rookie last year. Brashad Perryman's no longer in the picture. There's really nothing else except for Jamison Crowder that's returning as of right now. So I really kind of like this spot for Corey Davis. It gives him the time to shine as the number one receiver on the team. Now, we all know he played for Tennessee. A.J. Brown was the alpha. Davis had a breakout year last year, just missed 1,000 yards, had eight touchdowns, but looked like the Corey Davis that we all drafted as a top three rookie pick just a few years ago. Um, So I actually like this landing spot for Corey Davis because there should be plenty of target opportunity for him. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I know in a recent trade when I got Aaron Rodgers in the UDPL, I got Corey Davis as kind of a throw-in. And when I when I had that, I sat there and I said, anything, like where this guy goes can definitely push his value up or down. And when he mm-hmm. went to the Jets, some people were kind of disappointed. And I'm sitting here thinking, because I like Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold could get him the ball. And you know what the thing is with Sam Darnold and Tannehill? They're almost like the same player. This is a different yeah. offense. Corey Davis is going to get those 10, 20-yard slants. He's going to be able to use his his route running as more of a skill. And I do think that he's going to get 120-plus targets. I mean, he's the dude. And then you got Mim stretching the field. And then you got Herndon in the middle of the field. I like this fit a ton. And we all saw Corey Davis. My favorite thing about this season is... Corey Davis was playing a little soft, I think, the first couple of years. This year, when yeah. he was getting those targets, when there's games when you saw him, he was playing like a dog out there. I mean, that guy was playing so hard and just dominating, and he knew it. Like he like leveled up, it felt. And seeing that was yeah. great to see. And I don't I don't want to go down narrative street, but like I think one of the things like Corey Davis, like, yeah, like you said, like he's kind of soft the first couple of years. You know, unfortunately, he did lose his brother this year yeah. who, like, was pretty much his mentor in football. And I think Corey, like, that was a huge motivation for him to be like, you know what? Like, my brother taught me this game. I love football. I'm going to go out there and attack it versus before he was kind of like, not lollygagging, but you, you didn't see that kind of fire yeah. and passion out of Corey Davis. So, yeah, like in college um, at Western Michigan, he took over games. He was somebody who... Yeah, he was an animal. Yeah, when you saw him, it was like... Dude, you can't even triple team this guy. He's getting the ball, and you know it, and it's there's nothing you can do about it. And you we're gonna go down narrative street. He he is playing for the Jets, and his brother's last team was the Jets. And he's gonna probably be wearing his brother's number, 84, which is his number. I mean, yep. there, I honestly feel like there's a reason why he went to the Jets. And I think he's trying yeah. he, he's finding himself and he's and he's doing a lot of this for his brother, which they were very close. And um it's good to see in that aspect, but fantasy wise, I think you got a good wide receiver three now out of Corey Davis and, and somebody that you can actually trust. And yeah, there's a chance he could be a wide receiver too, a very high end wide receiver too, especially if this Absolutely. offense can, can really turn this thing around. Yeah. And let's go to Keelan Cole just for a quick sec. If you have Keelan Cole and your deeper dynasty rosters, it's a one year deal. I always thought Keelan Cole, he'd have those big weeks in Jacksonville out of nowhere, two touchdowns or a hundred yards. I love Keelan Cole's talent. He's just never been used the way that I've wanted to see him used. Like I like Keelan Cole's route running is so underrated and he's such a good player. So for him to land a one year deal, five and a half million, I guess Adam Schefter tweeted that there was a lot of demand for Keelan Cole's services. Um, so he picked the Jets. Maybe he knows that they're they're not going to be keeping Crowder at his cap number or something like that, and he knows that he might be getting more targets. If that happens, I really like Keelan Cole in this offense, um, even if Darnold is the quarterback there. So, so yeah, so, and, and yeah. when they didn't sign, like there's rumors of them signing Juju, I posted mm-hmm. on Twitter and I said, why do they need to sign Juju when they got 80% of him in Keelan Cole? Like Juju... They have a more, a faster, more athletic... Yes. Like he's, he's definitely more of an athletic person. Like he's definitely faster than, than Juju. Yeah. Cole can take it to the house. Yeah. Like Juju can't. The only thing, the only difference is Juju is probably less injury history. Keelan Cole has, has his injuries, but no, I mean, Mm -hmm. Keelan Cole, he's older, but I mean, he showed us everything. And the hype was real about two years ago. Mm -hmm. People were really on this guy and, and yeah, injuries kind of derailed him. But yeah, like you said, I saw the same things from Adam Shuffler saying high demand, and I'm gonna follow that. 
I'm gonna follow the NFL and the and the demands yeah. they wanted from this. I would have I would have much rather had Keelan Cole over Kendrick Bourne for the money difference for the Pats, but that's just me. All right, let's get to the uh, the AFC North. We're gonna go with the division champions, the Baltimore Ravens. Not any moves of note in fantasy um, from the free agency, but if you're in leagues with me, I already own this guy, so sorry. But they did uh, trade for Josh Oliver for a conditional draft pick. Now, I've been hoping that Josh Oliver becomes a thing in fantasy because he has a great profile. Last year in college, his production was awesome, but he's been injured in his first two years every year, so he's never had an opportunity to kind of get going. Now, we know how Baltimore likes to use multiple tight ends. Obviously, Mark Andrews is going to be the alpha dog there. They have Nick Boyle, who they've signed to a fairly large deal to be a backup tight end, but Josh Oliver is that athletic pass-catching tight end from that um, the 2019 class, and uh, I just always love Josh Oliver, and I'm just hoping that him getting moved to another team, maybe we see something from him in tight end premium leagues. I've kind of had him on the end of my roster. Um, him moving to Baltimore, I think, is a good thing because Jacksonville, you know, Baltimore uses their tight ends more than Jacksonville does. That's all I'm going to say. So what do you think about Josh Oliver to Baltimore? I think he's an injury away from showing what he can do. It's going to take a lot for him to get on the field and to kind of showcase it. But, hey, I mean, Hayden Hurst, Boyle, and Mark Andrews all did something two years ago. So why why can't Oliver? He's an athletic person. You can um, you could, He might be on a free agent wire in your dynasty league. And you Very could well could be, up, yeah. But Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, they love to use tight ends. So he's definitely worth a shot. I just, I mean, I would hold a little, I'd hope, hope, hope you hold the hope back because it's good. Definitely going to take a lot for him to kind of rise from the, from the gutter that has been his career. He's a lottery ticket in a deep league. That's the way I look at him. So let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, No real big signings on offense from the skill positions, but they did sign an offensive lineman. (laughs) They signed Riley Reeve, who Minnesota let go, who played pretty well last year, did he not, Tyler? Yeah, he had his moments. I mean, he wasn't great, but... He's an upgrade for the Bengals, That's though. true. He is an upgrade from somebody <laughs> like me on the offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know if you're wearing a helmet or not, because you have red hair. That's like, true. Oh, don't touch that guy. He's not wearing a they helmet. They had to spray paint my head black. That's why I'm kind of all yeah. over the place. Some head injuries, you know. Well, that makes sense. But I, I like this signing of Riley Reef. It shows that, like, hey, we're, we want to make that offensive line better and protect our franchise quarterback with Joe Burrow. It obviously uh, in, helps Joe Mixon, um, you know, who a lot of people are down on in Dynasty, and I'm, like, uh, buying at the price that he is right now. Like, I'm not down on Joe Mixon. I still believe in the talent. Uh, I know that people are mad because he didn't come back last year. He had that one big game, but other than that, like... It was kind of middle of the road, but I'm investing in Joe Mixon at his current price and because I think that they're going to add Riley Reef, They're going to draft a Penny Sewell. Um, uh, I mean, I, I've or, heard. I, I was going to say, I've heard that if Riley Reef came out and said he's going to play right tackle. Now they have Jonah Williams at left tackle. They could switch him to guard. but They'd probably switch Jonah to guard. Because yeah, Jonah it will probably be better at guard. But this opens the door for a Jamar Chase or a Kyle Pitts. And that's the that's kind of my feeling is they're going to add another weapon for Joe Burrow. And I think if Joe Burrow has a say, it's going to be Jamar Chase. He's his teammate. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be that'll be that's another interesting story to kind of follow. Do they go offensive skill position or they protect Joe Burrow? Uh, I think they could go either way. I think it's 50-50. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Again, another team that didn't really do much on offense in, in terms of free agency. They did acquire or they re-signed Rashard Higgins, who, uh, you know, him and Baker Mayfield have a really good rapport together. Higgins uh, was a hot waiver wire pickup um, in some dynasty leagues and in redraft last year after Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt. Higgins had a couple of nice games. Higgins, to me, is like a, he's a wide receiver five or six on your roster, especially if Odell Beckham Jr. is back. Um, I've always liked the talent with Richard Higgins. I thought he was underrated. He's a nice route runner, but for fantasy purposes and dynasty, this doesn't move the needle whatsoever for me. Uh, what does move the needle on your IDP though, is John Johnson going to the Browns. Love that because John Johnson is awesome. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. 
not the IDP, John Johnson. He's a staple at in the top ten safety, and mm-hmm. I mean this just pushes it even further. So, absolutely. So let's move on to Pittsburgh. Um, there's not a lot of offensive signings here in the AFC North. It's been quiet across the board. Probably the most surprising move in free agency thus far was Juju Smith-Schuster returning to the Steelers on a one-year deal worth $8 million. It's got a $7 million signing bonus, $1 million base salary, um, and four voidable years. So it's one of those, his cap number is only $1.6 million. So obviously it's a very team-friendly deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers who don't have a lot of cap room. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that like the Steelers wanted Juju back. Supposedly he got an offer at $13 million a year from the division rival Baltimore Ravens, as well as interest from other teams. But Juju, he's going to run it back, and he's going to come back to Pittsburgh to pair up with Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. We still don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do with the running back position. I assume it's going to be either through the draft or maybe they're going to roll with Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. Who knows? Um, but Juju is back with Pittsburgh. Tyler, how do you feel about that? I'm fine. I mean, I, I don't have Same. any really shares of Juju because he's... he's a uh, higher upside Jarvis Landry in my eyes and and it that's fine I mean that's safe but I mean it doesn't I don't think it hurts Claypool I mean we saw bits and bits of Claypool here and there but that was with Big Ben kind of still progressing from the surgery I mean Big Ben didn't he have Tommy John surgery am I am I wrong on this he he did not have Tommy John surgery. okay okay but I mean the he he had an injury that takes time to heal and yes. I, I'm still on Big Ben. I'm, I may be an idiot for doing this, but I, if I, they don't do anything at running back, they're going to throw the ball 650 that, times. That and I, Big Ben seems like one of those players that wants to play for a while. He seems like he just doesn't want to throw it in. I know we have Rivers and Eli, kind of they retired, but I, I think Big Ben's the guy that wants to play until t- he's 42. You know, 41, 42. Mm, I we'll see. I would like to see it because I. I have him on some dynasty teams, but <laughs> <laughs> the selfish part of you is I like, mean, I, I'll be honest with you. That's, that's a reason, but no, I think this offense is fine. I, I do think Deontay Johnson is going to be the guy. Claypool's going to be that big play Martavis, Martavis Bryant style. And then Juju's going to be the Juju that he's always been in this offense. So, yeah, I mean, you got Deontay yeah. as the AB and then you got Martavis, you know, Claypool playing that role everybody's going to get a fair share. They're, they're all going to be fine. You're all going to be able to start them in Dynasty and your, on your fantasy rosters. Do they have the immense upside now? Does Deontay Johnson lose targets? Yes. Does Claypool lose targets? Yes. They probably would have drafted somebody. I, I, I mean, Rashard possibly. Bate, Rashard Bateman was probably in play in the first round if they didn't go running back. So technically, I, I think they would have. Still eased. could be. It's only a one-year deal for Juju, That's so you true. never know. I mean, behind Juju uh, Johnson and Claypool, they have no, they really have nobody. James Washington's all right, but other than that, they got nothing. And so I honestly think they would there. I still believe they will draft somebody. And so, I mean, we all think this is the down. Yeah, if they draft a wide receiver in the third round, his stock's immediately going to go up yeah, because you keep your eyes open. Wide receiver. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. If like a, an Amari Rogers goes there, I mean, that, yeah. just watch out for that. Mm hmm. That'd be a good fit, actually. I like that. You can play running back. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he could. All right. Let's move it to the AFC South. Uh, We're going to start with the Houston Texans. And, uh, man, they've been signing everyone. They actually called me and offered me a deal, and I was like, I don't want to play for your organization, (laughs) but thanks. Um, They've been trading for Patriots with Marcus Cannon and Ryan Izzo. Um, A lot of former Patriots they've signed, too. So, yeah, no no surprise with Nick Cesario being their new GM. Uh, But at the quarterback position, they traded for Ryan Finley. For a late round pick swap, cool with the Bengals. They did sign Tyrod Taylor to a one year, five and a half million dollar deal, two and a half guaranteed. Could be worth up to twelve and a half. Probably incentives if he's a starter. And you know what? If they trade Deshaun, he might be the starter. We don't know. And even if um, they don't trade Deshaun, he could be the starter. That is very true as well because we don't know what's going on with Deshaun's legal problems right now. That's all up in the air. Um, I know a lot of people have been shopping Deshaun Watson on the cheap in your dynasty league. So depending on how you think this thing's gonna go is how you're going to make your decisions. I'm not telling you either way so um, what to do. I, I want to but. give a little little t- thing about this advice. Now, you've got to separate real life from fantasy. It's tough and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But with the Tyreek Hill thing, when Tyreek Hill had his legal issues, I was, Zeke Elliott thing. I was buying Tyreek Hill for seconds. 
Yeah. Like Zeke was cheap after his whole Zeke. like he pushed a security guy and he had the other and, thing going on. Yeah. And at that price, like Deshaun Watson, I've I asked on Twitter what he's going for. I've seen like Baker Mayfield straight up for him. I mean <laughs> that in my mind is like okay, that's worth the risk if you have the opportunity mm-hmm. for the risk. Take it because if it does go in your favor and if this is something that is, you know, the other way that we think it could be, it's a good thing. Like his value just skyrockets back to three or four, four first rounders. So, I mean, if you feel like taking the risk and my example is Tyreek Hill and I, and I did take the risk everywhere and it did and it paid off. Now that's the thing you got to separate fantasy from real life, and that's where the the issue comes. And if you can do that, go do it. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it, that's fine. Don't make the risk because honestly, the risk could suck for you. So yeah, I mean, it's a tough scenario to go in, but there's my example of when I actually tried it, and it paid off. So uh, the only other two notable, really, I mean, uh, they did sign Dante Moncrief. So, you know, Tyler and I were like celebrating that he's still in the league. Um, Played his butt off on special teams for the Patriots last year. So he got himself a job. I didn't even realize he was in the league last year, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, No, he he, he legit did play really good special teams. I'm not kidding about that. Um, So they made two moves at running back. So David Johnson is there still. They restructured his deal at a lower cap number. They bring in Mark Ingram before free agent be, free agency because he was a street free agent. He got released by the Ravens. He signed a one-year deal worth up to $3 million, $500,000 signing bonus. Um, he's got some incentives in there. So I'm like, all right, I actually like that fit with Mark Ingram and David Johnson. David Johnson, not exactly the picture of health. Mark Ingram just two years ago was an RB1, right? And how quickly we forget. I know he's 30, but like Mark Ingram doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his tires. Now, Philip Lindsay... The Denver Broncos put a, put a low round tender on him. Lindsey talked to Denver and was like, dude, just let me go. So they then up rescinding the tender, making him a free agent. And then he signs a one-year deal worth $3.25 million um, with the Houston Texans. So now they have David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Philip Lindsey. I don't know what to make of this backfield. Exactly. You don't know. So just stay away. I mean, that's pretty much yeah. what it is. I think Lindsey on turf is probably the best fit for this team. But mm-hmm. other than that, oh, th- I mean, thanks a lot. I mean, Houston, what are you doing? <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I think don't. we can all establish that. It's like, like let's trade fa- all our good players. It's like yeah. the fan fan only football league, except he's letting fans oh. GM the the Houston Texans. That's what it's like. It's like having your eleven year old nephew start playing Madden and destroy a whole franchise and. Oh, it's rough. It's so hard to watch. And Houston fans, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I if Houston goes wide receiver in the draft early. So also like not like whenever they have a pick. <laughs> also, Houston, trust me. Uh, with the whole Mike Vick thing with Atlanta, that happened, and Atlanta looked like they were a disaster for like a year, and then they got Matt Ryan. So th- there is light at the end of the tunnel you just got oh, when they have picks again in like 2023 that's also true so <laughs> maybe they can rebuild maybe this is a really long tunnel just keep the walking. slow burn a slow burn all right let's go to the let's let's go to the indianapolis colts we all know they traded for carson wentz we've gone over that already but in free agency they haven't made really any moves but i think that's because they're going to sign some of their players they're going to yes. re-sign darius leonard quentin nelson and guys like that, they're going to take up a lot of their cap room that they have available. But they did re-sign Marlon Mack, one-year deal, $2 million contract. I know people are like, oh, what about Jonathan Taylor now? <laughs> Mack's coming back. <laughs> Cut it out. Knock it off. It's an Achilles injury. Like Running backs don't usually come back from that ever. Um, and I like. it's not that I don't like Marlon Mack, but Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Don't let that person send you a trade offer and say, Hey, Marlon Mack's back. Taylor's value's down, so I'm sending you a deal. You know what you should do? Just go buy a Marlon Mack. Because I hate those people. Just go buy a Marlon Mack for like a fourth. Because honestly, I still like yeah. the player. He's going to get some touch. They really like him in Indy, and I think that's why they, they resigned him. The, I mean, we have never really thought running backs aren't getting much traction on free agency. Maybe he didn't get an offer, and he just took one with Indy. Because he's he's Very comfortable true. with doesn't it. doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to move, and he can back up somebody like Taylor. Taylor... If you really want Taylor and you really like him, limit his carries to 25 a game. Don't go all out like the Derrick Henry. Or even 20 a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Taylor only needs 18, 20 carries a game. 
And then you can put Marlon Mack in for 10 carries. That That's how it should be. And no, there's hardly any bell cow stud running backs that are getting 30 carries a game, except that, unless it's Zeke. And even he's getting out, you know, giving away some touches to Pollard. It's not the league anymore. So if you have a chance to get Marlon Mack, go and do it because this offensive line is good. And if you have injuries or run into a, a bye week problem, he's a good spot start in my eyes so i mean i'm all in on marlon mack and going out and getting him for dirt cheap and i'm I'm still a fan he's still really young yeah i mean this is the the injury is the toughest thing the yeah, history oh yeah. says you don't come back so maybe he'll be the exception to the rule you never know so let's move on to the jacksonville jaguars owners of the 101 in the nfl draft which i'm assuming they're going to take also owners of what are you doing free agency <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they did sign Carlos Hyde, two-year, $6 million contract. So he's being reunited with Jacksonville, being reunited with Urban Meyer, I believe. Um, now, on the surface, you're like, ah, this doesn't really affect James Robinson that much. I think it might, to be honest. Um, we saw James Robinson have a historic touch share of like 98% of the backfield touches. That's not going to happen again, let's be honest. So if you have James Robinson, as soon as he kind of broke out, I was on team sell James Robinson. I, it's not like I don't like the talent. I just think that he's never going to receive that workload again because Jacksonville had Divino Zigbo who had COVID. They had Recall Armstead who missed the whole year because of COVID. Um, and then they didn't really have much. They had Toby Gerhardt, I think, was still in the backfield for them. Um, Jeez, for you. <laughs> taking you back. <laughs> oh, taking good, you back. Remember he signed old, a big free agent deal with Jacksonville? Good Woo! old Viking second round pick, Toby Gerhardt. Oh, man. Yeah. So Carlos Hyde is back. And then the other the other big signing, well, I wouldn't say Carlos Hyde was a big signing. <laughs> I stand corrected. Marvin Jones signs a, a short-term deal, one-year deal worth $7 bucks. You know what, Patriots fans? I would have rather had one year of Marvin Jones than two years of Nelson Aguilar. Sorry. Not sorry. Correct. And um, I, thought, I thought he, Marvin Jones was a Patriot for sure. That, that's my opinion. I was like, he's he's going to be a Patriot. Yeah, I like Marvin. You know, he is a little bit older, but he's still having some fantasy-relevant weeks for you out there, so he's a good depth play. Um, There were rumors this past week of the Jacksonville Jaguars trading DJ Chark and him being on the block. The owner came out and said, no, that's not going to happen at all, which why you would trade DJ Chark to me, I I don't know. Um, But so the wide receiver room, you're looking at Marvin, you're looking at Chark, you're looking at Visca in the slot and moving him around. Um, so I'm liking this offense. If they make a move at tight end in the draft, this would be one of the ones at the 202 for a Friermuth or um, a Brevin Jordan. Like that would be really intriguing to me um, if Jacksonville goes and does that because their tight end is like they have a blocking tight end, but they don't really have any pass catching tight ends. Or they make a trade maybe for a David Njoku or someone like that. I would love to see that. So I think Jacksonville's got some business to do at tight end. Um, but I'm liking how this offense is going to kind of shake up, um, shake out um, for probably Trevor Lawrence. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, that's the thing. When when you first initially think of this offense, you're like, oh, Jacksonville. Okay, Marvin Jones. Oh, wait, hold on. And then you think Trevor Lawrence. Okay, okay. Marvin Jones can definitely be a deep threat to for, for Trevor Lawrence. You got DJ Chark and Marvin Jones on on opposite sides that can stretch the field. And then you got LaVisca in the middle. I mean, I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. And I, I, you know, you hear the rumors about tight end and them really wanting to put a, somebody in the tight end spot or Meyer likes to throw to the tight end. So, I mean, you put David Njoku in this offense, even mm. a Friermuth who I would love in this offense. Oh, I mean, it's already shaping up. And I do think Hyde eats into James Robinson. I agree. I mean, Absolutely. I think they draft someone too. Yes. I they they kind of have to. I mean, in this Yeah. I, they're not going to reach on on that position. I mean, they got Robinson who's fine, but I mean, third or fourth round, maybe even fifth? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we're going to wrap up the South with the Tennessee Titans. They lost a lot of players. They lost Corey Davis, they lost Jonu Smith. Uh there's nothing really notable here Fursker. from a talent on, for, yeah, Anthony Fursker, They he came back on a one year deal. You know he's had some fantasy relevant weeks. So for right now, like he's the dude. Yeah, he's wicked smart. Um, they got Jeff Swaim. So there's not really anything super hot at the tight end position. Um, you know they spent most of their money on defense where they signed Janoris Jenkins. They signed Bud Dupree to a huge deal. They re-signed Jayon Brown, who I own in a ton of IDP leagues, and he's awesome. Um, so yeah, not much. 
for the Titans. But, you know, how do you think the loss of Davis and Smith is going to affect Ryan Tannehill in fantasy and Derrick Henry? Uh, it just more touches for A.J. Brown. I mean, let's get A.J. Brown those 160 targets, which he deserves. And they cut Adam Humphreys, too, so they have needs. I, I would not be shocked if they draft a receiver, uh, a Rashad Bateman, or even I could see an Elijah Moore in this offense go. I, me, personally, it just it just pushes A.J. Brown up. He's going to get more touches, more targets, and I think they're going to finally— Can he handle it, though? He seems to get injured pretty often. Yeah, he can handle it. I mean, have you seen the man? I know he can handle it. He's a beast. I know. <laughs> he just has a he, he has a tendency. I mean, He's one of those nagging injuries. After, guys. after you said that, I'm trying to look behind you in your window to see if AJ Brown is actually like trying to look at you because he heard you. That's how intimidating this man is, AJ Brown. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, all in on AJ Brown this year. And if you have him, hold him, hold him close, hold him close. <laughs> <laughs> Never let him go. Give him a nice sweet kiss on the forehead before yes. bed just to let him know you love him. Love it. All right, let's transition. We're going to the AFC West where they made one of my favorite signings in free agency. It was totally under the radar, but I've been a Mike Boone guy for a while. Now, Mike Boone, not last year, two years ago, everyone picked him up in free agency. I had him in Scott Fishbowl. He had the one game where he didn't do anything. But when Mike Boone gets carries, he's like your preseason all-star, right, Mike Boone? I really like Mike Boone's skill set. The Vikings don't tender him. They let him go as a free agent. He agrees to a two-year contract with $2.6 million guaranteed, including a $1.6 million signing bonus. So pretty decent money for a guy like Mike Boone, who's behind Madison and Cook um, in Minnesota. And they lost Philip Lindsay. They still have Royce Freeman, the ghost of Royce Freeman, um, and as well as they have Melvin Gordon. But I like this landing spot for Mike Boone. What do you think, Tyler? I love it. I mean, he, Mike Boone is the Chris Ivory that we've Ooh, we've I kind like of that. the Chris Ivory healthy version. I mean, Chris Ivory, he, he was a beast. He was just never healthy. And Mike Boone is it. Like I love his running style. He runs hard. He can catch the ball at the backfield. Melvin Gordon is not the picture of health. So let's be honest. No. Mike Boone could be the fantasy darling of 2021. He could be the guy that you. You uh, a free agent pickup it mid season in in redraft leagues that wins you the title because Melvin Gordon gets hurt or you know just Mike Boone is so so dominating and that's the type of player he is and that's the type of player I saw up here in Minnesota so yeah I I get him now because if he yeah. ends up having that injury boost you are not touching him and he is definitely going to get boosted by that injury because this offensive line Denver is just fine Garrett Bowles finally played like the first round pick and it's a good offensive line we just need him to find a quarterback and I think they're going to do that in the draft I me personally I was Doug and I we have a friend that is a huge Denver fan Damon and I told him I said I just have a gut feeling they really want Lancer Fields and if they are going to trade, I think Atlanta's the team that teams are going to need to trade up to go get him. And if that's the case, them or the Dolphins, I think Denver's going to be super aggressive because now they got their corner and Kyle Fuller. I, yep. I, I do think... And they signed Darby too, yes, which is nice. And I, and I think they're solidifying that so they can make this move, so they can go up and get that quarterback because that's the play. I mean, this is a good quarterback class, so I think that is the play. Yeah, I own Boone in a, in a handful of dynasty leagues. He was always my one of my favorite. Like the draft is ending, it's like a twenty round draft or a twenty five round draft. For always, like Mike Boone is always at the end of those drafts, and I'm like, you know what, lottery ticket, like the kid. Maybe he gets an opportunity um, for a week or two if there's an injury in Minnesota. And now he signs in a spot where, again, he could see some opportunities. Still like the player, so I always shoot for guys like that towards the end of startups. So let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Lots of offensive line movement. Um, they signed Kyle Long out of retirement, which is pretty cool. I guess he's coming. He's jacked and he's pumped. They signed Joe Tooney, one of the best guards in the league, former Patriot. They got Mike Remmers. They let go of Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz. So they're revamping their whole offensive line. We saw um, how offensive line depth is super important based on how you saw Patrick Mahomes run around like crazy in the Super Bowl. They didn't do anything offensively. They signed free agent Blake Bell at tight end. Which is and all signs. For CEH to get a little more touches. Yeah, they did release Damian Williams, um, which was a bit of a surprise to me because I know they really like Damian. He opted out last year uh, due to COVID. So maybe he comes back on a cheap deal. We don't know. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, so that says, you know, they re-signed Dar- Darrell Williams. So they've got him and Hilaire. Maybe they'll add a, a rookie or a veteran here once everything shakes out at the running back market. Um, Darwin Thompson, yeah, the ghost of Darwin Thompson could, yeah, could they be did risen. tender. They did tender, uh, Darwin Thompson. So he's probably going to be back with the team. So yeah, some interesting depth chart stuff there. I'm interested to see if Kansas city drafts someone in the, um, drafts a running back, you know, somewhere in the middle rounds to kind of bring in for a depth. They're just going to piss everybody really off and draft one the first. That's what they're going to oh do. No, I, I could see them going receiver in the first after losing Watkins. Yeah, they were in on Juju, I guess, too. Yeah, they were in on the rumors. I, I heard uh, rumors of a lot of receivers they were actually interested in. So they were definitely yep. in on some receivers. I think they'll probably bring in one of these veteran guys that just doesn't get a deal and they get a little bit of a bargain on them because Kansas City's not in the greatest cap situation either. Um, I know they've restructured some of their guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in uh, a veteran. Maybe they bring back Sammy Watkins on a cheap deal because maybe he's just not garnering a lot of interest, um, which could be completely possible. So let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oof. So the the most head-scratching move for me so far in free agency was the Raiders signing Kenyon Drake. Two years, $11 million deal, max value of 14 and a half. They did sign Theo Riddick too. That's fine. I get that. Uh, and they signed John Brown, who we talked about leaving Buffalo earlier. I actually like that signing based on the money that he got. One year, 3.75, worth up of five and a half. I like that deal for John Brown. It's a player I've always liked. You know, health is always kind of John Brown's thing, but I've always liked the way John Brown plays football. So they bring in Kenyon Drake at this money. And to me, it's just like a lack of confidence in Josh Jacobs. We thought Jacobs was like, hey, like he's the bell cow guy there. Um, you know, he's been catching passes. He looks the part. I'm also concerned because this whole offensive line is friggin' gone. They yeah. did re-sign Richie on Incognito. They traded Rodney Hudson. They traded Trent Brown. They let go. Or they traded Gabe Jackson. They pretty much have Colton Miller and Richie Incognito and a bag of balls playing offensive line now for the Raiders. And then they bring in a running back. I John Gruden might be the most overrated coach of all time. He took Tony Dungy's team and won a Super Bowl. Yes. And, and, and then you have Mayock, who I like his analysis, but he's not showing that he's a great GM. Let's be quite honest here. This is a head scratcher for me with Kenyon Drake. I think it it really, out of any of the players in free agency that got affected most, it had to be Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah, easily. Uh, I mean, I just, in my nerds ranking, I dropped him down, I think, RB20. It, it was a massive drop. I don't blame you. And I'm not yeah. even comfortable with him there. Like, it, I love the player. I think he's a great player. I love the talent. But you know what? If you're going to be on a team that seems like they don't want you, I'm not going to want you either. And it, and it sucks because I want to see him unlocked. I want to see this. Trade him to Atlanta. Please trade him to Atlanta. Yeah, it'd be a great fit. Oh, man, that would be so good. But, yeah, it it's such a shame because he's still young and he's still ultra-talented. I mean, I would love to buy low. Like super low, and I, that's kind of my gut feeling is because what's a buy low for you? Like a uh, early second? Yeah, that's mid second. That's probably what, and and you're probably not going to get it because the team who has yeah. him is probably going to value him a lot higher because they because he was more. the one hundred one yeah. because yeah. The, you spent a ton on him, and it's mm-hmm. just it c- kind of furthers my feeling about running backs in dynasty. It sucks. I mean, I I was doing rookie rankings today for for Dynasty Nerds, and I was sitting there trying to figure out where I want to put running backs. And all I can think in my head is like, man, in Superflex, give me all these quarterbacks. Give me give me Pitts. Give me these receivers. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do with your running backs because I love Javante Williams and I love these guys. But, man, how long are they going to have this type of value or position? It's not going to be long. And it's just, it's tough to swallow the loss. And if you were able to get 201, I mean, are you willing to take that cut just to be like, okay, there's a chance he never rebounds. And that that's a chance you're going to have to take. Mm-hmm. And that's a chance you are going to take when you are trading 201 for Jacobs. But yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable trading for him and kind of buying the dip because he's a super talented player. And what if he does demand that trade? Well, if he's like, no, I'm done. Trade me, and that Gruden's the type of guy that's like, I, I'm done with you. You're you're gone. I mean, look what he did with his offensive line. Oh my god, so crazy! It was like one player after another. Like one, you're like, okay, Gabe, Gabe Jackson. I, okay, that's fine. 
No, at first it was Trent Brown. Okay, he didn't play well for him. And then you're like Rodney Hudson. It's like, wait, this guy's like one of the best centers. Rodney Hudson's one of the best centers yeah. in the league. This guy's like, like the, yeah. one of the best centers in the league. He played outstanding. Why? Why is this needed? And they were going to cut him and take a huge cap loss. And then Arizona's like, yo, 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 yeah. don't cut wait, wait, him. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Trade him to us because we need a center like Stat. And Rodney Hudson is awesome. <laughs> and then, and then Gruden's probably like, hey. I just want 30 minutes with Kyler Murray just to talk to him about quarterback stuff. And they're like, fine, deal. Oh, <laughs> oh Gruden. So annoying. I do like the landing spot for John Brown. Um, you know, Henry Ruggs is there. We all know that. Um, Brian Edwards, maybe he makes a leap in year two. But I think John Brown is a is a really nice, especially, you know, he's older. He's a sneaky 30-year-old wide receiver because he got into the, the league so late. I think he was like 25 when he broke in. But uh, I like John Brown for a depth piece in a win-now team. If he's your wide receiver five on a win now or even wide receiver four like i'm cool with that um and i would go acquire him on the low because i think john brown we he saw it in buffalo like he's still productive and i think his game matches up pretty well with Derek carr he's not that huge downfield threat like he was when he was with arizona or even when he was with baltimore um but i like john brown still so i would try to acquire him on the cheap if you're on a win now team so let's get to our last team of the night and again not a team that did a lot but we're talking the Los Angeles Chargers. Parham season, it's going to have to wait. Jared Cook signed a one-year deal worth $6 million, $4.5 million guaranteed. So he's going to be the starter there for uh, Justin Herbert. You know, maybe an injury gets Parham in there. Who knows? Um, they did spend a lot of money on Corey Lindsley. So that's good news for uh, Austin Eckler. I think this is a team that's going to add a running back eventually. Don't know who it is. Josh Kelly wasn't the guy. Justin Jackson, who a lot of us like. Um, I think they're going to add someone to go with Eckler. And I was thinking that was like the Chris Carson-y type. Um, kind of like what they had with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. But um, we haven't seen it yet. Could come in the draft. We'll see. But Jared Cook, he lands in a good spot in a good offense with a, uh, an excellent young quarterback. So Jared Cook still has fantasy life at his advanced age. Tyler, what do you think of this move for Cook? I like it. I, I, got, I got Cook as, I think, my fourth tight end in a startup this year. And he was kind of like the uh, he's the last name out of the group, and I and I got him, and I'm sitting here like, wow, I got my starting tight end like in the, one of the last rounds of the startup. So he's definitely undervalued, and somebody you can definitely go go towards that could probably be a tight end one this season. All their moves Absolutely. definitely locked in. Okay, let's protect Justin Herbert. Let's protect this man while he's on a rookie deal, and then we can worry about the cap situation later. I mean, they got their center. I th- I'm pretty sure they signed a guard. Uh, they I feel like they signed a couple more offensive linemen. You can correct me if yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, they've got Belaga coming back. Yep. And so and then Forrest I, Lamp. I think he's still there. Yes. I I know he is. I know Dan Feeney. Yeah. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney's the center. Yeah. He is. He's I think with Kansas City or somebody like that. I think he signed somewhere. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, you might be right. Um, I think all their moves definitely showed me that they're looking pass catcher in the draft. They're looking a receiver. They, I think they would have pushed yeah. harder at receiver to give Herbert more weapons. I There's a gut feeling that they are all in on Waddle. They, they want a guy that's quick, fast, and small, which they don't have. Or no. they go you know, the best available out of the three. I, I just feel like it's a receiver. Lock it in. That's that's my guess. That for would them. that would make a lot of that would make a lot of sense to me for receiver. I think that you you build around that quarterback. You give him pieces while he's still on that rookie deal, especially year two. Like and this defense is so good. Like this defense is great. You don't really need to touch that defense. Well, I mean the defense. The defense. I mean they they let go of Casey Hayward. Melvin Ingram's a free agent. Maybe he comes back cheap. The defense is still going to be good, especially when you get Derwin James back because if he's healthy, he makes all the difference in the world for that team. Um, Best safety so I think the in the defense, NFL again. It, the defense could be good, but there's a lot of variables That's there. So that is going to wrap up our AFC episode. So guess what next week is, Tyler? The NFC? Oh, my God. You are a brilliant God, I got one right. Yes, we are going to do the NFC next week and cover all the moves. And, of course, if there's any AFC signings that, we, that happen after this, we will let you know. Breaking news, Deshaun Jackson just signed with the Rams. I kind of like that with Matt Stafford. That field stretcher that they didn't have on the roster, I dig it. So we'll talk about that next week as well. Um, but yeah, Tyler, any final words before we wrap up? 
no, just have a good week and uh, let's keep enjoying the free agency and the draft is that much closer and it, you, you can almost smell it. It's also I the dew. It. Is that, is it's that also from the dew. It's, it's on my tongue. From the snow melting. It's that gross like snow mold that's underneath. But after that S- scent, snow. it's the it's the draft. It's a good good smell. It's a good feeling. And honestly, it just means rookie drafts are on the corner. So let's go. In the famous words of Bark Scott, can't wait. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Make sure you check out Trophy Smack. Use code Ring. And check out Viridian Global if you want to get your autographed gear at the Midwest Expo. <laughs> we will autograph it for you personally. I might even approach you and just sign your shirt regardless. Sir, do I know you? Sir, don't, don't move. Don't move. <laughs> I'm the host, damn it. Let me sign your shirt. So that's going to wrap us up. We'll be back next week with the NFC on Dynasty Happy Hour.